Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 16th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, great. You know, we have uh, we've booked our our next time we're going to be recording together. Oh, it's yeah. exciting That's, stuff. Are we breaking news here? I mean, it's not news. It's, it's absolutely not news. It's the most insignificant little. But yeah, that felt good. I went and booked a flight today for the first time. I think since like early 2020, it felt awkward. It felt weird. It's such an integral part of my life for so long. I was looking at flights. It was odd. But we will be together at uh, an upcoming major championship, Kiowa Island. We're going to go for bike rides on the beach together, maybe. Oh, Record yeah. podcasts. Do, do lots, all of of lots of animal content to be had out oh. there. Tons of animal yeah. content to be had. Now that, now that you talk about it, we may have an animal content exclusive only, like instagram story that week that could be yeah. fun but we're pumped man i am vaccinated getting back out on the road i'm excited so i can't i like um, literally cannot wait to be out at a golf event like it has been so long i'm so excited that uh and it's, it's uh, gonna be awesome no no bs like I, I talk with you on the side and you know text and i think and i am of the like mind you are very, very excited about this one venue, just like the the, the potential for it. Yeah. It feels like we'll get and, into and, it in a little bit. We, okay. I got a All little right. flashback that might right. might lean that way rather than Harbor Town. You know, I nah. I feel like we've told the most important story of Harbor Town and Boo and the Boo Stopper. So, <laughs> you know, between the two of them, I don't know what uh, what else there is to tell about Harbor Town's history as a venue and the the great championships other than those two stories. The Boo Stopper is is in the mix. He is. Oh my God, where is he? What's what's he's, that? He's mean? three is that under like thirty. Yeah, okay. he's right All in the mix. He's he's 217, 68. Not a, not in line for a 10-shot win, but he's he's threatening. He's all right. He's hanging in there. So He's just got to feel like a new man when he got got out of Augusta, you know, instead of hitting into all those hills, you know, hitting three woods all day. He's he's you know, on on a course that fits his uh, he he feels comfortable. It's this course seemed for like, his scale. Seemed like he might have been in trouble at Augusta when he was Wednesday, late Wednesday night, yelling at Alan Shipnuck about how the fairways are soft and the greens are like concrete, and he had no chance. So that that was probably a a side that he maybe wasn't going to be slipping into the green jacket come Sunday. But but it's he's got new life in Harbor Town. The DL here's the question: DL three rejuvenation going to Harbor Town, where where your game peaks and your mental catches up. So he had his scripting planned out for the weekend in Augusta. Oh, Does right. he just? plop that into the Thursday Friday of this week. I didn't say he was out early. I didn't see any of his shots. Does he does he go with that scripting at the start of the week or does he save it for the weekend this weekend? He probably adds. He probably he probably just doubles up, and keeps it, right? Can I just so as several astute 
I don't know, followers on Instagram pointed out when I, I posted this scripting. Brian Gay's master scripting, just complete insanity. Four different white shoes with the slightest variation, basically all white. Four of pretty much the exact same looking shoes, but but different ones. Four white shoes, which just he's living that so he's living that G four life, you know. They, it's so wasteful. I mean, even Nike doesn't do that. They double up. If it's going to be a gray one, they just you know. So the G four life is cheating, cheating kids into college and uh, <laughs> and uh, missing and, balls, skipping yeah. balls, and then and then giving a lot of small variations of shoes to their players. And death to bogeys. Pray for birdies. Ah, bogeys are death. No, whatever those hats are. God, aggressive. Um, well, I gotta before we get to uh, Kiowa and all that Harbor Town. Maybe this could be in our, our uh, those hats could be in. Our, we got to talk about our Mother's Day gift guide. Mother's Day is bearing down on us. Oh, I, I think didn't we even found know that we had a Mother's Day gift guide. This is news to me. The absolute windfall of a Mother's Day gift. Oh, I think Some I know nice, where this is going. Nice little piece of crystal. Your your mom, grandma, wife, you know, can put a memento on their, you know, powder room, wherever, bookshelf. And inside the piece of crystal, the ball, it's only 50 bucks, is tournament <laughs> used hazard water from the 17th hole at TPC Sawgrass from the 21, 2021 Players Championship. <laughs> tournament used hazard water. Now, I don't know if this is verified, and if the water is not your speed, as Will Knight's, you know, followed up, we've posted this to Instagram. It's on fanatics.com. Uh, uh, this is a free ad. If you want tournament-used hazard water, that's where you go get it. Uh, and there's tournament-used sand from the bunker at 17. So you could, you could do both. You could flip, vary it up. Have you ever, did you ever in your wildest dreams think you would encounter such a uh, piece of, I don't know, memorabilia merchandise? Well, you know, the thing that's most surprising, I, I'd expect this from a truly great merchandiser, you know, one-of-a-kind merchandiser capitalizing on every moment, you know, but I wouldn't expect this from a, from a nonprofit. That's what I wouldn't expect, the savvy and cunning, you know, and on top of this news to also announce that you're opening your own casino. Oh. Yes, as a nonprofit, it's just utterly unbelievable to me. It it just really begs me to question what the whole nonprofit status is about, especially <laughs> when tournaments. You're opening casinos, you're selling hazard water, and then tournaments are <laughs> spending twenty twenty million or twenty thousand dollars on nets to contain nets. golf balls out of their own pocket. That comes the, the, out of the charity. The, at the end of the day, the net expense comes out of the charity. The, the uh, Sea Pines pocket. HOA is paying twenty grand and manpower and no charitable money is getting cut into. Meanwhile, I mean, that, it's not just any hazard water. You use that term just so carelessly. It's tournament use. So it was in the it was in the pond Penal, that penalty, week. Penalty area. <laughs> That's area. true. I was surprised they used the incorrect terminology there. It was not updated. That must be some e-commerce schmuck that wasn't aware of the rule book changes. Um, I, I think that's on Fanatics. That's probably yeah, that's what point I'm your saying. blame at yeah. fanatics.com there. You know, not no, using no. the updated language of penalty area. Definitely on that. Does some guy go out there with the turkey baster? Do they catch it on video? Is it verified? <laughs> One of 400, 
you know, goblets of water that was in the drink that specific week. I just don't know how they can verify all this. Do they purify it before they put it in there? Um, Well, that would seem sort of... What if you get some unsavory pond water and it stinks up your house from inside yeah, the but crystal? Then, then you're kind of detracting from the authenticity of it. I think you're, that's really just, you might as well just go to the sink or anything like that at that point if you're purified. But, Here's uh, the next question. How many little crystal golf balls do you think that pond could fill? I mean, it seems like they've got almost right. unlimited demand here. You could do millions of little golf balls. Right. That's a big is pond. That a sealed, is that a sealed body of water? Couldn't there be water flowing in and out? Maybe it is sealed, if I can remember. I don't know, though. It seems like, I guess it do is. Do they drain it? Hazard water. Do they drain it and fill the crystal balls and then replenish it after they fill the crystal balls? For I have so many questions. Use. Maybe maybe, water, yeah. maybe I'll reach out to the PGA Tour and see if <laughs> we could comment. get an official comment. Maybe even somebody that's in charge with this initiative onto the podcast to talk about it. It's forty nine ninety nine. It ships free. You don't even have to pay shipping. So fantastic. Hey, what's going on with that sports book? Since we already, I pushed this down to news. I mean, what, they've taken no rake. There's no, it's just purely nonprofit. It's where you can just go have fun or the rake just always immediately goes into, you know, the charity, some local the food bank or something like that. The Thunderbirds. Yeah. The first, world's first ever know. nonprofit <laughs> casino. Who knows? Is that what we're getting it, at? It seems the casino plus the 16th hole atmosphere. I just, it seems like it, it could be a disaster. I just think that when you got people betting money and the players coming on there, I think the heckling is going to get turned up to, it's going to be turnt. Right. The, is that still in? Is turnt still I, in? I, I would doubt it. No, no. I, I don't but think it is. You, I think it was like you make three an years important ago. Po- you make an important point that Justin Thomas has raised. Like, if a guy's bet on me against me or against my opponent, Oof. like he's gonna be quick the with the "you're out of here, out buddy." Of here, but you're gone. <laughs> you're out of here, pal. I mean, these people are bombed, and they go put twenty five dollars on whoever, and you know, like, are head to head or something, and all of a sudden they're trying to impact play. But anyways, I, the tour is running into the fleeting. The, the one night stand of the gambling population where it's they have no relationship with their players or product, but just simply as a, you know, a gambling operation, something to bet on game. So you're really right. going to preclude us from ever having a gambling sponsor with those comments. You know, I I'm not against gambling. I'm fine with it. I just think it's becoming a little disproportionate. The tour is like forgetting that it even has a product anymore. It's just gambling, 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 head to head wagers, odds. It's dark horses. Well, they're listening you know, to Darren Ravel. What He's about a consultant? Darren I don't know. Just... Darren Ravel. Don't get me going, Darren Ravel. <laughs> I got an entire folder of Darren Ravel nonsense, probably. Um, heck All out. right, should we talk about Cam, uh, Cam Smith shoots a 62? Sure, we can go there. I had a bunch of stuff. What? I thought we were going to clean up uh, your event of the week. That which is now oh. concluded. The Western Intercollegiate yeah, we could Pepperdine, talk about that. the Waves win. Uh, the Western Intercollegiate they won handily, right, by f- uh, significant Steam margin. Roll. Which which happens deepest when you team, have deepest five team in college golf per Brentley Romine, the uh, okay. the great college golf expert at GolfChannel.com. Without a cl- then, uh, without a without a 
you know, dispute the deepest team. And they lost Sahith Thagala from last year, the Haskins Award winner. So they lost the best player in the country, and they're still one of the best teams in the country and deepest teams in the country. And they won the individual, the Highsmith did. Joe Highsmith, Highsmith, I want to say, won individual. Went late into Wednesday. Course looked fantastic. A lot of rave reviews on Twitter of just, you know, this early week sort of appetizer. And obviously the venue popped a little bit. There were some... I don't know. Uh, Carnage. What, interesting pins. Yeah. Dicey. Not dicey, but challenging pins. <laughs> they they were dicey. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely on the edge. I think if it was a tour event, there would have been a lot of complaining, calling it Mickey Mouse and, and so <laughs> so on and so forth. But, like, you know, this is this, these kids are still of the age where, you know, they love the USGA. The USGA championships are the best tournaments they play in year in and year out. Um, along with like the Western Am, where courses are pushed. This is before they've reached the Pampered Fucks Tour, so you know this is a, a delightful time to watch golf. Um, couple, couple beefs, couple beefs. Pace of play yep. is just absolutely atrocious. College coaches should be embarrassed with uh, the pace of play they they promote. Uh, I was watching like the 16th hole. Pepperdine's kid is way down there. And, uh, you know, both the Stanford kids hit their shots. And, you know, the Pepperdine kid's been at the ball with his coach for, like, you know, while these other kids are hitting. And then, like, the camera's on him for, like, two-plus minutes, and the coach is, like, talking through stuff. It's like, what are you talking through that couldn't have been, you know, executed over here? And then you think about, like, these kids play really well when they're on their own playing amateur stuff in the summer, just let the kids play. College golf needs to institute some sort of a rule around this coaching malarkey. Like they should, it's like basically like they call a timeout before every fucking shot. And it's just atrocious. It's they need to pick speed up the pace of play. It shouldn't take like an hour and a half for them to play three holes. It's just abysmal. It's a, it's so horrendously bad and the coaches are part of the problem not part of the solution and i'm sorry i have friends that are college coaches but you all get in the way you're you're just getting in the way so it sounds like you're saying they're more than a part of the problem they're a primary reason for the no a lot of these kids don't are slow to begin with but i mean what are the coaches doing at that this is not this is this this is not i'm this are there are coaches that aren't part of the problem this is I'm casting I'm stere- I'm stereotyping, all right? Yeah. I'm I'm guilty of stereotyping here. But for right. the most part, I only see college coaches slowing kids down. Like they're acting like caddies, but they're acting like the heaviest-handed caddies in the world, you know? Sure. I could see that. I could see that. It was a good event though. Otherwise, it was that, a great that's event. A bone to pick you got. Uh, One other else? bone to pick. Yeah, I was going to say I thought you, I heard plural bones to pick. Okay. One other bone to pick. I saw some chatter out there about how disrespectful it was to the women that they stayed on the telecast during the playoff to complete the tournament. This college golf, women's golf and college golf are in the same bucket where they both don't get nearly as much TV time as they should. Women's college golf, men's college golf, women's golf, they're all in the same bucket. But you cannot cut away from a championship that has been telecasted for three days that's coming to the end at a playoff. Like, you can't just cut away to the first round of an LPGA event. 
That's not. It's I I'm I want co- women's golf on all the time. They they eventually found a solution of putting the women's golf on another channel. That they might have should have done that right away. But you can't cut away on the last day of like just like Anwa. Anwa, it was great. The women played and they went over their allotted time and it cut into the PGA Tour. They did not cut away from the P, from Anwa to go to the PGA Tour. Like you have to conclude the event. If, yeah. It would be a different thing if it was the second round and it was like, okay, they aren't done. There's two groups on the course. We're cutting to LPGA. That You do that, but you can't do that in a playoff. Like imagine a, a basketball game or the NFL, you're watching your Browns. And yeah. they're like, you know, you're in overtime. The the Browns are on the ten yard line, and they cut to the start of the of the Ravens game, right? Because right. It, the window's out. Like it's just not a legitimate argument here. Yeah, it, this all comes down. So I've belatedly been kind of mostly off Twitter and the Postmasters. So most people are hollering that they were kind of doing the LPJ wrong by not yes. cutting in. Okay, Cause, which is a Wednesday Saturday event. I think this is almost perfectly analogous to. Um, the the conflict we had a couple of weeks ago, where the the Tuesday to Friday, uh, Kenya Savannah Classic on the European Tour, right? It's a Friday sudden death playoff with Danny Van Tonder wins it, and they cut away from the playoff. They bumped it to streaming for Puerto Rico Open, like early second round coverage. I think it's all dependent dependent on where you are in the tournament, right? As opposed yes. to early first round action of an LPGA PGA Tour, whatever it is. Should not incur. You should always on, get the uh, conclusion. <laughs> you, it's right. it's what people invest all the time watching the event to get to. Is the conclusion, right. you know, right. like you, if you've sat on your couch and watched, you know, something for three hours, you want to see it end. Yep. I have this yep. other I thing agree. with finality. Like if I start watching a TV series, even if it's god awful, I have to finish it. You know. It drives my wife nuts. Really? Are you that way with books? Where the no, books no. Stinks, well, I'm just not a very good reader. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, all right. So moving on from the event of the week, Western Intercollegiate, congrats to Pepperdine. I think, like, you know, if I was an all-world golfer, that might be on the short list of places I'd probably want to go play, looking out at the Pacific and Malibu. It seems not bad. Um all right, you know, who, other you know who's a member of the media that played at Pepperdine? Huh. Who? Jeff Shackelford. Oh, that's right. That's right. He didn't go to UCLA? I, no, that's he right. went to you Pepperdine. Yeah, I thought he went to UCLA for some reason. He's a, wa- he's a wave, uh, a, a, you know, a proud wave alum. Okay. All right. Interesting. Fantastic. Where do you think the waves ranks on, on college, you know, mascots? It's fine. There's a lot of bad. There's a lot of worse ones and less menacing ones out there. It's it's apropos, right? I, I mean, mean, a wave. A wave is maybe the most menacing thing ever. That's true. Depends on yeah. What like kind a of tidal wave. wave sure. Is is sure. you know devastating. It, it it could be one of the most fierce mascots. Yeah. Do you th- do used... they have a mascot? Do they have like a guy in a wave suit? I think they may have an anthropomorphic wave, like the box on Kologard. They might That's have. That's what I was a, thinking. I think they might. If you, I love watching Pepperdine and some of those. Like coming up, they had some basketball teams that would make the tournament, like Oral Bob. Didn't, we pa- didn't Patty Mills play at Pepperdine? He went to St. Mary's. 
Ah, uh, he went to I get it, the, the WCC like, conference. All that that conference, so they make all the candy was at Pacific. Like there was some good basketball at Pepperdine coming when we were coming of age, at least. So, all right, this is a Friday episode talking Pepperdine hoops, late two thousand, early two thousands. A uh, couple other cleanup things before we get farther. Masters, you know who winners, played at Pepperdine? Basketball. Yeah, Doug Christie. Yeah, you got it right. I can't oh. believe you, you got that. Dennis Johnson, you. Dennis Johnson too. Okay, okay. all-time great scorer just, there. Uh, God, it's sad how much I've fallen out in college hoops. I just can't keep up anymore. That was my, that was how my about number one. how about Michael Thompson, the great oh. Cleveland Cavalier? Yeah. Michael Not, with a yeah. Y. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right, let's get off this. A couple other things we never mentioned: Masters pool winners, by the way, from Wednesday or Monday, whenever it was. Brandon Greenfield, John Pettit, David Egan, Larry Herity, and Kevin Mitchell are our five Masters pool winners. I think Will Knight's setting you up with a hat, something like that. Um, appreciate Congrats. you guys. Those are our winners. We should give you your public uh, glory there. Um, one other bit of cleanup. Is Jeopardy listening to this podcast? <laughs> the town crier. And Not Baton Boy at the drum major. Yeah, there was a drum major. At, there's Baton. The person who swings the baton was a question. Aaron Rodgers is a big. A Aaron Rodgers a big golfer. And Jason and Scrivener was also not Jason proper, but Scrivener was an answer on Thursday or Wednesday night as well. Three in a row. I just little little spooky, if I must say. Your internet's all over the place today. That's all you. Your video keeps crapping out. Um, all right, that's enough with cleanup. Let's go to PGA. It seems like you want to talk a lot about this. Camp Smith. No, I don't. Oh, the tour. The, the I don't yeah. really want to talk about this tour, but we you've been trying to talk about Camp Smith. Shot sixty-two. That's unbelievable. There was some catnip about him fishing. Like apparently he was fishing at Harbor Town. It looked very orchestrated, set up for social media content. He lost. He lost shots approaching the green. Where do you? Did, did he just make everything putting or what happened? Yeah, he chipped the hell out of it and okay. it putted the hell out of it. And he hit okay. the T-ball good. He yeah, was fishing at Harbor Town. Yeah, yeah. It was. It looked very orchestrated for social media content. They He wan- wandered out there with the cooler and was fishing in some nearby pond. I don't know. It. I, that was a big <laughs> thing. Do you see the Kira Dixon tweet of DJ and his, yeah. and his button down? And, and his kingdom. Give him check shirt. What was that all about? He had some probably RBC function he was hosting, but wanted to roll a few before going in, talking to his sponsors. What was I love that? DJ. <laughs> that was ridiculous. That was funny. Stuart Sink shot a 63. I think he hit a ball in the water in his first hole or something and then went on and shot 63, eight under. I, I didn't see the Stuart Sink resurgence coming. I gotta be honest. I know, but he he played great at he was T twelfth at the Masters. He's back yeah. next year. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Matt. I Wallace, think he's Mark finally Carlo. recovered from the public outcry of his uh, Open Championship win. He's the first, you know, he's the first uh, major champion since Bob Golby that people were legitimately pissed off about. I think we need to verify that since Bob Golby. <laughs> Come on, there had to be a few in between there, but yeah, it was a it was kind of those ones where we don't need to rehash the 2009 Open, but yeah, it, brutal. Um, 
Anything else from Harbor Town that jumped off? Sergio, there was highlights. We have a we have a investigative reporter on the ground who's covering it for the local paper. I want to say Rietveld, Rietveld on Twitter. Go follow him. He's he's got some incredible uh, on the ground. The Rietveld. R-E-I-T-V-E-L-D. He's covering it on the ground. Sergio took a chunk out of the middle of the green with trying to chip from the middle of the green, which you know, is a thing that happens sometimes on the PGA Tour. If there's a lot of slope or a lot of break or a bunker maybe in between, but a lot of people call in for Sergio's head after that, like he was reprising his role in Saudi Arabia where he's just damaging greens. Um, it, was, it was quite a divot, I will say that. Uh, I guess... There's, So we talked about this last June, whenever the return to golf was. The backboard at 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't really come to fruition, I got to say, in June. But apparently a lot of hollering. Cantlay was back there getting relief. People just firing balls at the backboard at 15. Apparently Rich Beam was screaming about it on the Sky broadcast or whatever the Euro ver- version of it is. A lot of controversy around the backboard. Something to keep an eye on as they come down the stretch Saturday and Sunday, 15. Um and was the baton boy? Or do you think Tone he was down. Jason? Jason, yeah. I think I there think was so. a, there was a you know there was a very cold mic that set up this morning on PGA Tour Live. You know, cold there were mic. no no hot mics around for the baton boy as he <laughs> as he strolled around Harbor Town shooting a, a five under sixty seven. You know, he he played a great round, but you know they definitely were quick to cut away after every shot. <laughs> I didn't hear much of Motormouth. He was definitely Motormouthing because I'd hear him occasionally from, you know, another player's mic, but it seemed like the mic was just turned off. Well, he's uh, back in the, the warm embrace, the bosom of uh, the players run organization. He can, he can be a co-producer of that broadcast. How about Salatoris and they're, they're profiting off him on PGA tour live and he's not <laughs> even a member. PGA tour live can't be profitable. I'm sorry. But yes, uh, yeah, they're they're putting them up in lights, and they won't give them a PGA Tour card. Come on, that that stinks. Um, it's uh, he had some else? rare mistakes. He shot three under, but he had a, a double, a really bad double on the second hole. Just kind of a stupid second shot he tried to hit, and then he risked one, you know, I, mm-hmm. which I thought wasn't possible. But um, yeah, he hit one in the water on on uh, oh. four, but he made par. It was incredible. Century. He made the putt. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, no, he talked about being fried, though. A little bit fried. So, which is understandable, for God's sake. He's fried and he's like in 18th. Right, exactly. Not exactly. Good, good fry. Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you want to talk about the range net controversy? Have we gone into that enough? I mean, I just want to highlight Shane Ryan had reporting on this. Like, look, People think we just talk about stuff that doesn't mean anything, just for shits and giggles. But I'm sorry, backboarding was a major issue. Became it impacted an entire major championship at the uh, Dinah Shore, and now we got you know HOAs in Harbor Town and charities being impacted while they try to contain. We had near you know decapitations in Austin. Bubba almost got hit on the sixth screen in Austin. We got fans coming close to fans. Like this is becoming a real problem. We're spending this is Shane Ryan real reporting. It's, uh, I want to say Jason Wright or Jonathan Wright, the tournament organizer. They got two nets. They attached them with carabiners in the middle. 
They got these two lifts, rental boom lifts. He said, I'd like to say they're qualified, but they're not qualified. Of course, nobody just, you know, you know, gets a bunch of reps doing this. Uh, and they, they, they maneuvered delicately the nets over trees and into position where it would catch the drives that the permanent net could not. Uh, and it even got to the point that involved a slew of complications from buying the wrong equipment at the hardware store to dealing with the tricky guide wires to trimming tree branches that got in the net's way to watching the net get snagged on bolts or sagging in the center or blowing chaotically in the wind. Eventually, they had to bring in a crane because they lacked support rope or cables on the bottom. The process began last Tuesday, uh, and it did not finish last Tuesday. It was the most stressful part of our week. As you noted, 20 grand in different equipment needs. That, that doesn't include the 30 hours of uh, man hours, and I don't know how many men that was, to, to get it up and running. The origins of this, they talked about you know almost hitting people in the eighth hole, getting into houses, getting into like a main road. So, I mean, this is a real problem that we just aren't like hollering about here. You know, I, I'd like yeah. to think we're not disingenuous like that. We have reporting. And, then, and this is the thing. The tour is not paying for this. This is not on the tour. This is not on the equipment manufacturers that have, allowed, have created equipment that allow this to happen. This is not paid by the players uh, who are, you know, have a, what, $8 million purse this week. It's paid by the local tournament, and it comes at the end of the day out of the what what this whole tour supposedly exists for, putting money in charities' pockets. Yeah, right it's, at it's a, this is a, and this is a tournament that has limited amount of fans, so limited on-site revenue, which is primarily where all the the charitable money comes from. So right. you're talking about a, a, an event that went underwent a no-fan event, basically zero charitable money the year before, and now they have another 20-plus grand. You know, the man-hour stuff, too, is like that takes away from, you know, the, the upkeep of the golf course, the, you know, sure. what they can do, what the superintendent gets to do the week before. It's just, Look, it's utterly ridiculous. Screwing around with these boom lifts. It's unbelievable. Uh yeah, it, it's, you know, the, the counter would be they put the hammer down and say you should be so lucky that we patronize your locale and your course. And if you don't have a range net that can accommodate our tour, then we'll, we'll go We'll have elsewhere. the TPC, you know. There's some in South Carolina. There's got to be one. TPC, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle TPC Beach. <laughs> Myrtle Beach. There we go. Who knows if their range is big enough, though. That's right. That's right. Um, all right, I have nothing else on the first round of the RBC Heritage, believe it or not. Uh, on the LPGA, this is probably not even worth talking about because it's going to change. They're doing Wednesday to Friday, and we're recording you know, late Thursday, but not late enough for Hawaii time. Lydia Ko shoots a 63 in the second round. She's 14 under. Um, our first round leaders were Yuka Sasso and Brittany Altamare. <laughs> That's well, Amore. Uh, seven birdies in a row. I, it's just unbelievable. They left her out of notables, and there she goes. Seven in a row, I think including a chip in in the first round Wednesday night to take the first round lead, but that is obsolete at this point. Uh, she still hasn't even teed off as we speak. Uh, Lydia Ko, though, 63. Bounce, you know, kind of circling back on that uh, final round at uh, the Dinosaur. A&A. So Lydia Ko is now nearly three years removed from her last win, and we've seen a lot of streaks end in 
the last couple of weeks. We had the Spieth drought end. We had the Hideki drought end. She's three years removed from her uh, medieval or what? Medieval. Medieval, championship yeah. medieval <laughs> medieval <laughs> the medieval the medieval championship the renaissance fair yes it was, yeah. it's it's hosted at medieval times you know? <laughs> do you have medieval times by you uh i no i maybe you know I what it not. is though right yeah i do yeah yeah i think there's yeah. one by me i should go one of these days oh no, in grade school we had to go to some field trip to renaissance <laughs> fair it was terrible like shakespeare it was the worst to get those big turkey legs, but you're like a seventh grader. It's disgusting. Um, it's all right, probably, those turkey legs have to be in the same boat as the rotisserie chicken. There you go. Very perceptive of you, Andy. I didn't think you might get on that. Yeah, um, Renaissance Fair. And, and, and now we're like almost five years from when uh, Co was really dominant. I mean, it's almost like hard... I don't know if people forget how good she was, but she was so good. And it seems like she's getting back to like that level. She's in the mix seemingly every week that she plays now. Yeah. And I think it's just a matter of knocking one down and then it might, the floodgates might reopen. And seeing some super low scores, super low scores where it really feels like it's all coming together for at least 18 holes. Um, That's why they should move it over to Huaylai. What I was getting shit saying it was on the Big Island. I I'm not calling it Wileye. The the rainer, you know. I I'm aware of Wileye being on Oahu, but Wileye, Wileye is on the Big Island. And I'm sorry you couldn't understand my pronunciation of Wileye. Um, people getting in my. I think I think we should do that. an episode where we just run down a list of Hawaii golf courses, talk sure, about their names. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so we'll have a full recap of the LPGA. Even though it's finishing Saturday night, we'll talk more about that Sunday. On the European Tour, again, this will be moot, not worth spending much time on. Alejandro Canizares at the Austrian Golf Open. as Not to be confused with the Austrian Tennis Open, the Austrian Cricket Open, the Austrian Bowling Open. It's the Austrian Golf Open at Diamond CC. Alejandro Canizares is five under, uh, he leads a slew of people at four under. Sounds got intel from the ground. Absolutely miserable weather in Austria right now. I mean, it's not even you know mid-April, and apparently it was the whole thing was covered in snow. Like last week, just just <laughs> brutal. There was snow snow on the course six days. Everyone is just getting you know blown up. Just just big midseason. Um, Said everyone's just, somebody told me there's schnitzel every meal. That's what you have for every meal is schnitzel. Sounds like the conditions are rough, but uh, my source on the ground said pick Matthias Schwab, the uh, the homegrown talent there. But Alejandro you know, Canizares is your early leader. What? Sad to see Jackie Robinson struggling so much. Beer guard plus four. Oh, what's happened to him? Was it just the weight of a. Uh... Yeah, weight of the, comparison. The next, you know, trailblazer and underdog, you know, that's you see that happen sometimes. Not everybody can be Gonzaga and build on their Cinderella story into a program. It's one in kind of one flash in the pan year and you're out. Um, Toby Tree, favorite of the pod, seventy eight. Rough rough go. Rough Toby go. must not be a cold weather player. Yeah. Yeah. More of a palm tree. He um, needs his leaves to grow. This is so dumb. 
All right. Uh, elsewhere, other, le- other leaderboards, Kevin Doherty, early leader in Vegas. But again, that's still just early going on. Is it Doherty or Doherty? I don't know. I can never know. Uh, all right. That's all I got. News. We already hit Sportsbook, Range Net. Did you want to say something about the LPGA hoodie? Looks cool. I'm glad to see, like, you know, other people pumping it up. There's a couple NBA it's players, awesome. Damian Lee. Yeah. It would have been nice to see a professional men's golfer wearing one. You Ken know? Bazemore had it. I saw Warriors. I think because Michelle Wee helped design them. So the Warriors, yeah. via her husband, uh, Johnny West, they must have got them. I would gladly and quickly spend my money on it. I hope they have Me thick too. Boy sizes. I want one. Um, I'm going to get one as soon as they restock. ASAP. Yeah, so that's big tie news, dye, the hoodie. Tie-dye tie hoodie. Yep, yep. All right, let's go to Flashback Friday. It is brought to you by Precision Pro. They are the range finder of the shotgun start. And by doing so, you get $20 off. You buy their NX9 slope with shotgun 20. That is the promo code. They have a 90-day money-back money guarantee. I mean, I suppose if you were sort of a, you know... A, dishonest kind of person you can manipulate that but i wouldn't suggest it i don't think you're going to want your money back there's free shipping there's a two-year warranty it's the only range finder that comes with lifetime battery replacements and of course most importantly they have eric their customer service guy which people can continuing to hit up eric to rave reviews there was a little field testing that was done um you know, the shotgunners call, they just say hi, just to say hi to Eric. But there was some field testing done. And they tested other other competitive rangefinder companies, the, the similar services. Most don't even have a number to call, let alone an Eric. They don't even have a number to call. Um, they're still waiting to hear back from, we're still waiting to hear back from emails they sent a week ago to similar competitors. And one big company didn't even realize they made rangefinders. How about that? Uh-huh. Some parent company didn't even know they were making rangefinders. I tell you what, Eric knows that they make rangefinders. They know they have lifetime battery replacement. Again, Shotgun 20 gets you $20 off your NX9 slope. Golf season is here. Stock up, fill up the bag. Make sure you're ready to go with an NX9 from precisionpro.com. All right, what's our flashback Friday this week? We're going back to the 2012 PGA. I got in the mood. I I, penned, I, I wrote something for uh, the old PGA, and I was doing research on an uh, oh. article I was writing for them, and I, I came across some interesting stuff that I had forgotten about. So I thought, what a perfect way. You know, we're we're already looking ahead to the next major. I, I can't fire. wait for it. Um, and, you know, the Masters was a great table setter for the year. So, oh, come on. Oh, all right. All right. I thought you were going to say like a little amuse-bouche appetizer. No, Masters. no. I'm saying okay. like right, it got right. the year off to a hot yeah, start I here. Great to start. Okay, good. Um, good. So, uh, obviously, 2012 PGA will always be remembered as Rory's coronation, you know. Um, quick thing on that, just for anybody that's a recent golf fan or that forgot, you know, this is from Alan Shipnuck's SI uh, piece uh, after the event. When Tiger prevailed at the 1999 PGA Championship to win his second of 14 majors, he was already a technician and a grinder, exuding maximum effort. Rory is a field player extraordinaire. And on Sunday at the 94th PGA Championship, uh, during what should have been the most pressure-packed round of his young career, he glided around Kiowa Island's feared ocean course with a la-di-da insuance. God, I was practicing that. Insuance. 
in Susan's. In Susan's, which means it's a great word. You know, a lot with, of owls in that with, one. A lot of with basic with uh, you know walking around without a care in the world is what it, it was uh, meant to. The yep. word yep. translates to uh, woods is swing. Has always been controlled violence. McElroy's is pure poetry, maybe the sweetest swing this side of Sam Sneed. Even in the prime of his youth, Woods Whoa. had moments of high anxiety during rounds defined by high wire recoveries and improbable shot making. Rory hits it, uh, McElroy hits it so pure, he can make the game look a little too easy. Throughout his eight stroke route, he broke Jack Nicholas's 32 year record, tournament record. McElroy does displayed a dazzling all-around game. Uh, during the bogeys of his first round, 67, he hit 15 greens and was 3-3 of San Shaves. His third round, 67, was a tour de force with the driver as he hit 11 fairways and topped the field at 319 yards a pop. On Sunday, he missed eight greens and got up and down every time, bookending his tournament with another bogey-free effort, a 6-under 66. This, this flashback is about the one round that Shipnuck did not hit on. Run okay. last bow to tie up with Rory. So Rory at this point gets his second major and comparisons are ablaze. You so know, expectation. 2011, August mm-hmm. of 2012, and by a lot of shots both times. Mm-hmm. McElroy uh, Mac- is already halfway to the career Grand Slam, which is no surprise. Long and straight. With a soft touch, works pretty much everywhere. His career is destined to be measured against Woods's, but it's not too early to start talking about Nicholas's epic record of 18 majors. Oh my God! McElroy is only a few weeks older than Jack when he when he bagged his second big one, the 1963 Masters. Can McElroy get there? This is Graham McDowell. He has always been driven and motivated. Now he's obsessed with being the best he can be. That may be good enough. Okay. I mean, do we want to get into the whole Rory psychoanalysis? Here? No, I, mean, I don't. Okay. I, this is not what it was meant to be. I just I mean, he's reading books could, now. He's juggling. I don't know. Is that, he's just, got a wife and kids and perspective and other things happen. I don't know. Maybe this is when he was dating uh, Wozniacki. Was he? Okay. Yeah, he was getting right. a lot of heat for living life, effectively. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, buzz off. Everybody should buzz off with the Roy. Exactly. Computers. Okay. So anyway, second round. This is the one round that Shipnock didn't mention in here. He, he did mention it in another part of the piece, but it deserves... The second round is what the flashback's about. This deserves okay. a whole platter this is this is almost like the pga championships version of the the great eczema classic and the second and we, round this really wet our appetite for a month from now i mean i can't this is just getting me juiced up all right i can't wait to hear what you got there's a there's a, a, a front that rolled through kiowa and it, you know as a lot of people remember the week was like very docile it rained a lot so it was soft and the winds were non-existent but not in the second round <laughs> 30 mile an hour winds hit the ocean course, which is a regular occurrence at the ocean course. It is regularly windy there. Like it, it was, I remember I played it a few months ago and I was like, Oh, it's going to be a calm day. And I got out there and I was like, God, this is like a three club wind, (laughs) you know? Um, so on this day, 30 mile an hour wind, white caps on the ocean. There are more scores in the nineties than the sixties. 30 players, Whoa. 
failed to 90s. break it. Yeah, two two in the two in the 90s, one in the 60s. Club Thirty house. players failed to break 80. The is the highest single oh. round scoring average ever in a round by the, in the PGA Championship. Oh. It was 78.09. The next closest was from 1958, which was the first year that they went to stroke play. Stroke play. Okay. And that was 76.83, a full shot higher. So the round of the day came from VJ. VJ shot 69. He was the only guy oh. that shot 69. Uh, there were four other players that shot under par. Tiger was one of them. He shot 71. So the the 36 hole co lead was the 49 year old VJ Singh, Tiger Woods, and do you know who the third was? It's the the English guy, right? Is it the English? Not or David Lynn. Yeah, David Lynn. No, uh, <laughs> it is. Okay. Uh, it is none other than the Swedish pancake Carl Patterson, <laughs> who shot a seventy-four. So, anchoring uh, his way around. The yeah, this was not yet pre-anchor ban when he was That's still fine. a factor in professional golf. So Rory shot seventy-five after he shot the you know bogey-free. 67 to open Three below so he, the scoring average though not not horrendous exactly so he shot 75 it was the highest score ever by a winner of the pga in the second round so uh, mcelroy on this route he said he, he um so this is from Shipnuck's piece too. McElroy began the second round of the PGA stroke off the lead, but didn't panic as he played the first 13 holes and four over par. He stepped on the tee of the par three 14th. The wind was howling off the right. Rory loves to hit a high draw, but over the last few months, he has been working hard to perfect a hard cut. He held one beautifully into the breeze. Uh, what his caddy JP Fitzgerald called maybe the best shot of the week. It led to a crucial birdie, and McElroy added another coming in, holding out, holding together for 75 on a day when the field average was 78-1. Um, so it was like, especially after like the meltdowns at um, at St. Andrews in 2010 and the Masters, this was seen as like a huge turning point for Rory. Um, I want to get into some quotes. From the conditions. From the conditions. One other thing. So the highest score of the day was Doug Wade, club pro from Dayton. Don't mean to drive by shoot Doug Wade, (laughs) but it was the second second highest score in PGA Championship history. It was one shy of the highest, which was 94. Another club pro, Michael Fry, he finished par birdie par. (laughs) Those are like some of the hardest holes in the world to shoot 90. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so what's are we headed for, for this potentially in a month i mean this was Potent- i talked about this this was one of my predictions for the season in january or something that we could have a much harder pga than u.s open which is rare and because oh yeah i looked up wind like averages and numbers i remember i, I don't remember the specifics but they're I mean, August is one of the calmest months, and May is certainly yeah. Of its, I did some hardest, investigative but... reporting on this. Okay. August okay. is the highest rainfall month. Okay. Um, May is one of the driest months, and then yeah. uh, in in August is the calmest month for wind, and uh, May is like right in the middle, middle. of windy. Not the worst. But yeah. Not yeah. Easy. Okay. So, All right. All so right. we Fantastic. should see. Some of this, this is this. I mean, it should. I'm. I would bet my, you know, a decent 
I'm not going to bet my life, but I bet, you know, a decent sum of money on at least two days of 20 miles an hour out there. Um, okay. All right. So here's what Wood said. It was fun, but it was also tough. You're getting blown all over the place. It was just a very difficult day. On a Pete Dye golf course, there's nowhere to go, and it's hard. It's not hard to make doubles and triples here. And they're just talking yep. about that without the wind, that quote. Um, all right, here's, here's uh, Mickelson. The wind was torturous. Most every hole was a direct crosswind, and you're not really able to play the ball down on the ground here. Like a, like a normal lakes go, every sure. green's propped up. He's like, you have to play it through the air because basically all the greens are, all repel off. You can't really roll a shot up. Um, it is all crosses a lot, right? So many crosses there, yeah. right? I mean, which is even more well, challenging. Well, the for thing, guys, the wind no? isn't like doesn't really prevail there. It blows all okay. different directions. Okay. So, like one day you might get it out of one direction, one day completely different. Like we could see where they play practice rounds in one wind, and then it'd be completely different for the tournament. Uh, like we've gotcha. seen with some flashbacks that provide sure. sp specific carnage. Um, I, this is more Mickelson. I could have been a, shot, a couple shots better, of course, but I limited the damage as much as I could. You can't get aggressive with this weather. You don't even care where the pin is. You just try and hit it on the green somewhere. <laughs> Jamie Donaldson of Wales added his two cents. You think you have a chance towards the end where it's blowing downwind, but the wind was so strong you just couldn't get near the flags or the grease. It's just a brutal test of golf. Um... Here's Ernie L said he was striping it. Said he was hitting the ball. So he said, "I'd like it more if I was making freaking putts." But I like <laughs> it. I'm hitting it as good as I hit, as I did at Lytham. Great layout. I think Pete Dye is a genius. Some really difficult holes on the back nine. The front nine doesn't score nine. But it's just funny. This is everybody's talking about carnage. <laughs> Ernie's in his bad putting Party. period of his life. <laughs> That doesn't sound like Bernie. Well, then he would win. He would win the next week, right? Or, the, yeah. or no, actually, he'd won the preceding major. Preceding uh -huh. major. Yeah, you... All right, got it, got it. All yeah. Right. Um... Yep. Okay. <laughs> The golf shots this golf this is Poulter. The golf shots this golf course as you hit time and time and time again. You really have to hit phenomenal golf shots. The room for error is so tiny that when you get it wrong, you could be 15 feet below the green in a bad lie with that much of a shot. This is the best one of all of them. VJ Singh. If you had a golf course like this and you asked me to go out and play in golf in windy conditions, I'd say, no, I'm not going to play. I guess nobody's going to go out and play in conditions like this. But it's a major and we have to go out there and just struggle and manage yourself the best you can. This, this is, is the VJ. guy that shot the best round of the day. And also would play golf and hit balls until his, you know until the sun comes down every day. He doesn't know. I don't want to play that. Unbelievable. So the, so the day before I played, this January, it was blowing like 35 miles an hour. It was legitimately like a gale warning out there on the island. I remember like walking the dog outside and being like, God, thank God I'm not playing out there. And if I was scheduled to play out there, I would have called and been like, I'm not playing. Yeah. Can we move it to another day? <laughs> like, I would not have gone played. It was so windy. And it sounds just like this day. And it's funny because I went the next day I was playing and I went in the pro shop. I was like, how was it out here yesterday? Because I was like genuinely, you know, oh, it's brutal. 
I go, did, did people like cancel tea times? Like I, cause I would have played in that. And he goes, no, we had no cancellations. So then I, my caddy, I'm like, Hey, popped with some crazy fee canceled for four hundred dollar tea time or whatever it is five hundred dollar tea time. I asked my caddy, I'm like, did you caddy yesterday? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it, it was insane. It was brutal. I was like, how did the people do? She's like, oh, they weren't very good golfers. They lost two dozen golf balls in the first five <laughs> oh holes. <laughs> no joke, two dozen balls. <laughs> it, it's a place that has like a. A decent amount of space like it's yeah. not like ever yeah. comfortable amount of space yep. but it's not like claustrophobic like th- yeah. some of the other courses on the property right. but the uh but well, playing in a 30 mile hour wind would yeah. be in a crosswind would just be an utter disaster so anyways that's that's your flashback it was mostly on the carnage of round two i love it and hopefully we get more of that. Seventy-eight scoring average, I think, would get people. Would really wet, oh, yeah. wet some people's whistles. Yeah, people would be fired <laughs> up. That'd be a great little PGA identity, uh, you know, maker. That would be fantastic. We'll, we'll see. Um, all right, looking forward to that. That was a good uh, appetizer, a good way to get our interest looking towards the next men's major. Appreciate it. All right, everyone, enjoy your Friday. Hey, is Ricky in the field? At the PGA? Yeah. Well, they make sure everyone in the top 100 gets an invite. Is He's he not in, in the top 100. Falling out of that? He's, He's out of that. Currently? No. That's not right, is it? He's 101. He's 101. Holy. They'll... So they always go beyond the 100 to fill it because, you know, guys, WD here can't play. Westy might not show up. <laughs> It could get dicey. See, he doesn't have some sort of exemption. Some sort of ah, PGA will make sure he's there. I don't know. Maybe so. I I only ask because he was like one of the notable names that shot in the eighties. The other ones were like Hunter Mahan and sure. some other guys. Sure. Graham McDowell, sure. I think. All right, we'll check in. We'll, we got plenty of time to figure out. Uh, hey, Ricky's one other status. note. I think yeah. uh, the PGA didn't have the Ryder Cup rankings right because I got another email about him. Yeah. Uh, Zell Torres is not 22nd. He's actually 18th. He's with well within striking distance here. Could he play his way into the Olympics too? I mean, he'd have to go crazy. He'd have to go I guess crazy. he'd have to win and get his card and all that. Well, too, as, right? as Shackelford pointed out in a, uh, I think one of his quadrilateral posts, yeah. the... Uh, the blood doping is uh, coming oh. up soon. Might lead to some withdrawals. Some yeah. Might folks. see a certain thick golfer not <laughs> opt out of uh, the Olympics. That's true. That's true. All right. Everyone enjoy your, uh, enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the LPJ from Hawaii, a little harbor town. And we'll be back with you on Monday to wrap it all up. We'll